0: Hello and welcome to episode 13 of The Connected Generation. I am your host and my name is Nikke Anani and I'm so pleased that you are here. Today's episode may be a little different (laughs) and I may come off as a motivational speaker here but... You may not know this, but I actually do spend a lot of my time speaking, inspiring, and I believe quite often my job is to shake things up a little, get you, know, you to travel outside of the parameters that you may have placed on yourselves, unbox those boxes, and turn your world a little bit upside down. Embrace what makes you a misfit so that you can really stand out and make an impact on your family business. I think this is really relevant as next gens because quite often we spend a lot of our time in the shadows instead of actively deciding to step out of the shadow to be strategically placed so others can see us in the light. We stay hidden in caves, hiding our potential from other people and also from ourselves, ironically. And to step into the fullness of your leadership capacity, I think you need to step into the light for the benefit of yourself and your family business. But I think we choose to stay in the shadows. Why do we do this? Because I think at the back of our minds, we don't want to be compared to the founder. Like, we don't want to risk comparison and then fall way short of the very high standard he or she has set in the business, in society, and so on and so forth. And so we just think it's best not to even be compared and we'll just fade into the background. But I think that thinking is really flawed because it's based on lies and that thinking really keeps us caged. Miles Monroe, his soul rest in peace, is quoted to have said, when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. Okay, let's apply that to our conversation, right? When you don't know your purpose, you don't have a revelation of your role, you don't have a revelation of yourself, abuse is inevitable. And oftentimes we downplay our importance and our centrality to the wheels of the family business turning. Because as the next gen, you are the future of the family business. And like I said, you're like the turning wheel. Without your effective involvement, we will not see the family business transition successfully to the next generation. It just won't happen, right? So downplaying your importance it has huge consequences as i said in the opening you're a gift you're a gift to the world and the fullness of you is a gift all of you right there's nobody out there like you And who you are, this uniqueness, this stamp, right, is shaped by so much. Your age, your gender, your life experiences, so on and so forth, right? And these life experiences is not just the triumphs, woohoo! Those great wins, those amazing successes, those great achievements, those are awesome. But also your trials, those low days, those horrible seasons, those painful moments. Yes, all of that contributes to the gift that you are. Because you were made for a unique purpose that no one can ever take your place for. <laughs> but in order for you to walk into the uniqueness of that purpose, you must have a revelation of who you are. I keep on talking about this, right? Um, because it's so central, right? But... Quite a lot of the time, we demean ourselves, we speak down to ourselves, we dismiss ourselves. And as my mentor often says that if we were to eavesdrop, like we are to just hide in the corner, have a, an out-of-body experience, hide in the corner and listen to the thoughts that we have of ourselves in our minds. A lot of us will probably conclude that we bully ourselves. At the very least, that's what we conclude that we are bullies. Uh, And perhaps, even worse, we emotionally abuse ourselves. And the irony is that We all have this desire to belong and blend in, especially in the family business context as a next gen, where often you feel like a misfit, but you still have this longing, this great desire to just be one of the others, right? But I believe that that desire can hinder our... Ability to fulfill that God-given purpose, you know. Because if we spend our time trying to blend in, trying to imitate the founder, but not pursue our own purpose, then that can be problematic. And I know this all too well (laughs) because this was an area I really really struggled with. I loved, 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 loved working in the family business. I mean, I've been in our family business now for nine years. But at the start, I often felt like a misfit. Like I didn't I didn't belong with the non-family staff. I didn't belong with my parents. I didn't belong with my friends that didn't work in family businesses. I just felt like this odd sheep, right? This black, odd sheep, yeah. And aside from that, I often felt like I had all these hopes and dreams, but I felt like I didn't have permission to pursue them. And heaven knows who I was seeking permission from. (laughs) Because all I just kept... Thinking in my mind was, how would I be compared to my parents? You, with this, your small dream, how would that be compared to all that your parents have achieved? What would people say, you know? And these thoughts really imprisoned me for a long time. It took me probably about six years, really, to realize that, hold on, this thinking is really off for a lot of reasons. Firstly, for the family business to transition successfully across generations, right? Moving from first gen to second gen, right? Successfully. We really need a change. We, we, don't, want, we don't want status quo. We need a change in approach, in perspectives. And in the role of the family, perhaps we'll do uh, another episode where we'll dive deep in what I mean by this, but I'll just um, give an overview of what I feel. So a family business is like a child, right? And when we think of um, children, they go through three stages of development, childhood, adolescence, and adulthood, right? And in first gen, the business is like in that childhood stage where you know with a young child they need a lot of hand-holding, micromanaging, you need to feed them, you need to bathe for them, all that constant supervision. Did you do this? Did you put it away? You know I would know because our children just do not do what we tell them to do. <laughs> they do not listen at all. So you constantly have to like ask and even when you do ask sometimes they lie but that's another conversation for another day but as we move into second generation right let's think of the family business as like a teenager and with a teenager a teenager deserves a lot more independence right a lot more free reign less supervision some direction from time to time right like an oversight role you move from being this hand-holding micromanaging to overseeing being a guide, being a mentor, being a sounding board. And so, you see, if we are stuck in our mindsets as next gens that we need to replicate or we need to mimic the founder, it's actually not the best strategy. Because even if you manage to be a better version of him or her, what the business actually needs to survive across generations is a change. We've moved past that stage. Another reason why that thinking is really off is because, as I said, you are a gift. I will keep repeating this, so maybe it will um, stick. (laughs) God made you with intention and he does not make any mistakes. So the hopes and dreams he places on your heart uh, not by coincidence, but by purpose, right? And I really believe that our passions are maps that God places within us to our unique sources of abundance. So I believe that everybody has their source of abundance, right? But we need to understand who we are, We need to understand what our unique passions are to be able to trace to that. So when we dismiss our hopes and our dreams, we belittle them, we ignore them, we are dismissing our God-given purpose in life. So perhaps, for instance, you'll be working in the family business as COO or general manager, but your dream, your dream is to have Your own interior design consultancy. But you convince yourself that it can never work. You're not good enough. It's a silly idea anyway because you can't compare. How would you handle the two at the same time? It's just better to stick to one and stick to what you know, which is the family business. How would I know all these thoughts that you're going through? Because a little birdie told me... (laughs) I've been there, I've been there 100, so I completely know. But may I suggest that it is possible that you can have both? That's number one. And that in fact you need to have both. You need to be both in the family business and out. You need to have one for in, one for out, and those juggling acts constantly. Because many reasons, but we are multidimensional beings. We're not limited by boxes and human definition, right? So you can be whoever you want to be at the same time. You don't necessarily just have to be a general manager. You can be a general manager, own your interior design consultancy, be a tech investor and so on and so forth all at the same time. The sky is your limit. That's number one on onto the latter part of my comment where I said, you need to have both. You need to have one foot in and one foot out because that entrepreneurial ginger and spark, don't dismiss it, please. <laughs> because it is what will keep you flourishing. Given this high-risk environment we face ourselves as a world in terms of Rona, and as a continent, in terms of the high economic risk we face in Africa, right? So I think we need to be doing multiple things, both on the investment side, so we must have multiple things that we're invested in, and also on the operational side, on the operational business side, I mean. By that, I mean businesses that you're running directly. So don't deny those Entrepreneurial curiosities, as I will term them, run with them, test them, incubate them, nurture them, let them spark into a fire. And you can do this whilst still being involved in the family business. You are a gift. I'll keep repeating it. Sometimes what keeps us hung up and stuck is that we measure our self-worth by against our negative experiences, right? And we say we judge our self-worth by those negative experiences, concluding that we are worthless. But it's important to know that Our self-value has nothing to do with our experiences. They're definitely not the same. And secondly, oftentimes our greatest purpose is birthed from deep pain, right? It took me some time to really understand this because there was a season where I was nursing a lot of my own pain. But it wasn't yet time for that pain to become purpose, because I had to heal from it. I heard this said so differently from a friend of mine, Janae Carly, and she said, in case you're wondering, the market isn't saturated because we all hold a unique position within the earth that hasn't been heard before. What's the differentiating factor? our individual story or perspective. Before we sell it, we have to heal from it. What we're passionate about has a lot to do with the problems we faced and seen no solution for. We are the solution to the problem, but we can't lead people when we're blinded ourselves. We have to heal. We need to lead the people waiting to hear our story to where they're supposed to be. We're just the guide, just the vessel. Whew, my girls, quotes is so meaty, so heavy, so profound. So the gift is your story. And to bless the family, business, and the world with this story you need to go through a process of healing from the pain. It's only then that we will be able to make the impact that we were designed to in accepting and celebrating our uniqueness. And this uniqueness is colored, determined by both our triumphs and our trials. So don't deny us of your story. Own it, stand out and make an impact. Thank you so much for listening in today. Take good care and God bless you.